man, yeah, I like that. That was pretty cool. Pretty cool. I like that little riff. I dabbled here and there, but if you were paying attention, I did do a small little fuck up, and I am too lazy to edit that out. So you gotta take the bad with the good. So, anyways, welcome to Practice Perspective Podcast. Today, right now, what you're listening to, you're listening to a guest that we came up with an alias. Her name is Thea. Because you know what? Everybody has that Thea that they love to just get some insightful wisdom. And so that was what she's doing because she's also a family support specialist. And she really puts herself in the position to obtain all these perspectives and statistics on what it takes to raise a child and really gives you a perspective on how it takes a village to raise a child. We don't have that old saying for no reason. I mean, there's many old sayings that we don't have for no reason. That we do have that we're not going to be not using for no reason. Are you following along? I hope you are. You got to be paying attention because this podcast also dives down deep into what I really like about the neuroplasticity and how important that is. And she's going to give you all her facts and experience and shit that she learned that has to be aware. We have to be aware of it. Not only us, but the, the parents, because of that's that's what she's specifically dealing with. Dealing with the crucial time period of birth to five, of how your brain is the most plastic, the most, I don't know, what do you call it? Like, what do you say? Um, mandible? No, no, that's a jawline. Malleable. That's what I'm looking for. It's more easily morphed and constructed to establish neuron connections by what we experience, what we experience, what we are exposed to, to sight, smell, sound, even just vibrations and vibes that we pick up from other people and other entities because they exist in the other dimensions intertwined with this reality. But that's another podcast I'll let you know about. Anyways, this is really good because also not only diving into how important it is to understanding the neuroplasticity in your brain, but also to self-reflect on how you want a child to be raised. How do you want that human to grow up? Huh? Do you want them to grow up as a, 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 a neglecting asshole that's just inconsiderate, that's just doing what the fuck they want to just piss you off and... You're just going to be growing up, and if you're creating more of those type of people in the world, I mean, that's just going to cause you more stress, more road rage, more grocery cart rage, even at the supermarket, and it's so annoying, isn't it? You don't want that, neither do I, so let's not do that. And since we don't want those things, let's do something more beneficial, for not only us, but everybody else in the world, to create a smart, courageous, loving human to just help us progress mentally, physically in this world, to help us transmigrate to the other dimensions. Because there's only one place to grow, and that is up. Or is it one direction? One direction to grow, but up. Anyways, <laughs> yeah, so this is a good podcast about about parenting, about raising a child and and how you should act or 
just self-reflecting. That's another good part in this episode. We self-reflect on how you want that child to be raised. And what else? What else we got here? I mean, I really don't want to spoil it because it's really good. But I do want to stress on the father role because we do go over that. And there's going to be another episode because there's a trend going on where... Yes, we have single mothers raising children. And of course, we know you're out there fathers, dads, you're doing your job, and but you know what? You're not on the main stage, you're not popularized and maybe I don't know, it's just a trend. Even if you are say you got both parents, mother and father, there's a trend of just father always going to work, 9 to 5, busy. Yes, he's doing a good job providing the income to provide that house and food on the table, but the father also needs to be actively engaging with the children. And if this doesn't pertain to you, it doesn't pertain to you, but it does pertain to a lot of people that need to be aware of this situation, this scenario, because not only little girls, but even little boys have daddy issues. When there's a father not there, there's daddy issues. The whole goddamn world has daddy issues. And so I'm over here giving lectures because that's another form of discipline, aggressive, masculine love. And all these girls are tripping because they're not used to it. They don't know what that is. They don't think it's love. But you know what? It is. It's just the male part. So, I mean, we, didn't, we need them both. We have both female and male aspects estrogen testosterone biologically and just energetically we have that feminine and male energetic vibes and of course some have more feminine some have more masculine and sometimes i guess a little weird in the body and how you manifest and express it but <laughs> that'll be another episode which will be another good one but anyways i'm trying to say Someone needs to step up to the plate of all these people that have daddy issues. And you know what? I'm going to try my best. I'm going to try my best and fill that role. I'm stepping up to the plate. All right? So now you can call me daddy. You can call me daddy all you want. Because you know what? I'm going to provide those loving lectures to help you be directed in the right way. You have that unconditional love, and I'm going to give you that rough love. Aggressive. And of course, that entails a lot of lectures <laughs> and pushing you and progressing you and challenging yourself. <laughs> I crack myself up. But anyways, yes, my guest, the family support specialist, alias named Thea. She has a podcast coming soon right around the corner. It's called Talking Tots Today and where... It entails a lot of good stuff, perspectives of mothers and fathers and even children, along with some facts and statistics that she came across and that she's using for her job position. But um, yeah, some good stuff, good shit. And so I hope you enjoy the podcast. Some good stuff right here. Now listen to all of it from beginning to end. So please do that. Thank you. Goodbye. Hello. Next. I guess let's get started. Oh, okay. You're not going to listen and talk? Is that too weird? That is weird. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> it makes things like interview mode where you can't really 
understand the context and the subject, if that makes sense. Yes. But anyways, welcome to our Practice Perspective podcast. And, um, oh yeah, are we going to talk about, uh, are we going to give you an alias? Do you need an alias? Yeah, I need an alias for my, my new podcast that's coming out. I don't know what I want to name it. Like, I don't know if I should call it Geeks Growing Geeks or Growing Up Geek or I don't, I don't know what to name it. Well, didn't you want to specific, like... Like, specifically, I would bring, like, hot, hot parenting topics to the table that I researched on an everyday basis because it's my job. Mm-hmm. And then I would ask real parents, like, hey, what do you guys think about this? Does Can you actually, like, practice this to, yeah. like, what you're doing now? Okay. Yeah. So is that going to be, like, your main theme? Yeah, the like, focusing on, like, child development okay. and why, like... Because, like, at my job, I focus mostly on birth to five-year-olds, and mm-hmm. that's, like, a super important part of a person's life mm-hmm. because it's when their brain is the most plastic and can take in the most information. Yeah. And so their parents obviously make a huge difference in that, and so does child-rearing. Like, how you were raised is going to influence who you grow up to be. Oh, my goodness, yeah. We're so, like, so unaware of how... The mind is uh, plastic. It's something that could be really uh, you could construct, and uh, like they're unaware of the neuroplasticity yeah. uh, of of that crucial time period. Yeah, that, and so the things ages. that you experience are what's gonna, you know, your brain's gonna keep, yeah. and those other things that your brain doesn't experience at that time, your brain kind of prunes away. Like you don't need this, or gonna yeah. take that away and add this. So, like one of the major things that we do at like my job is, like, we prevent, like, child abuse and neglect because mm-hmm. if a child grows up in, like, that type of toxic stress environment, yeah. their brain is always going to be on the fight-or-flight mode. Like, what's going to happen today? Should I fight? Should I run? What do I do today? And oh, so, man. yeah, if you think yeah. about, like, how a kid is growing up like that and always having to deal with those things, the, the part of their brain that helps them cope with those things gets pruned away and they never really learn how to do those things because they were never taught when they were younger. Dang, no wonder they're such assholes sometimes. It's <laughs> yeah. so difficult. To, exactly. So, so, like, when you're so an adult... Stubborn. Yeah, that's why adults are, like, so stubborn. Or when you're an adult and you've never had that and you're trying to learn it for the first time because you're a parent and now you're trying to parent this kid. Yeah. And the way you were parented was your parent abused you or neglected you because of drug abuse or substance abuse and you grew up in foster care. Like, yeah. imagine how those people feel as parents now. Yeah. So... My job is to kind of help coach people, like, how do you want to be as a parent? I'm not teaching them, this is how you have to be as a yeah, parent, yeah. but how do you want your child to grow up? Like, oh, what man, are your yeah. dreams for your child? That's, so I kind uh, of basically just ask people, like, those questions to yeah. get them to realize what they want for their kid and how they can get there. Yeah. And so that's why I want to make a podcast about, like, birth to five, like, child development, like, birth what they to learn. Five. Birth to five. The crucial time period. Yeah. yeah. Super well, that's crucial. also that's that sounds like a podcast I'll definitely get chime into, yeah. especially once I have children. I don't know when that is, but yeah, that's awesome that people yeah. need to be and more think, aware of that. Yeah, and I think um, I know like a lot of people think like I don't have kids, so I don't know what it's like to be a parent. And you're right, yeah. I don't exactly know what it's like to be a parent. But yeah. I think because I'm not a parent, I don't have a lot of those biases that parents have. Like this yeah. is the way I parented, so this is the way you should parent. Yeah. Like I don't yeah. know what it's like. Here's you're dealing the research. With so, yeah, you're, yeah. De- you're dealing with so many parents and the research, so you're giving them all those options. Yeah, I'm just showing people options. Like yeah. here, there's lots of different options how you can raise your child. 
Yeah. And what are the effects of those different options? Basically? Yeah, and I know there's a big difference of actually having a child and just like disciplining a child because me and you, we both worked for children for for a while. I I used to work at this uh, after school program, and these man, I dealt with the five-year-olds. I've dealt with like the eighth graders, and you can see the big difference of mm-hmm. who's being neglected and who's you know having attention and love and affection of to just be catered to have the world to surround them and it's uh it's it's difficult these children are sometimes yeah. very difficult well i think that there's like a fine line too between like there's definitely like a fine line between discipline and punishment yeah um yeah. and i think like growing up I don't want to talk about that. Never mind. <laughs> well, <laughs> I mean, that part, that part out. <laughs> no, no, we can we can get personal. <laughs> we have an alias. No, but yeah, I mean, that's what we we chime off of of our own personal experiences, right? Yeah, like and, and how like parents parent how they were parented. Yeah, you will be who you were growing up. But like yeah. like you basically become your parents. Yeah, which is scary to a lot of people. And so. we don't realize how sometimes it kind of naturally happens yeah it does <laughs> and so unless you do a lot of like self-reflection and you like yeah. consciously think like okay i'm gonna yeah. change i'm not gonna be like that a yeah. lot of times people become their parents yeah which a lot of times people don't like because yeah. that's what they grew up around that's what they know so you're gonna revert you're always gonna revert back to what you know yeah and that's i mean that's uh, a big factor to one of my episodes i have on um Social conditioning. So we only know what we're exposed to. And so what we're exposed to is our, our, our very first father or mother just raising us. Yeah. And it's kind of hard. We don't realize that we're going to grow up to be them. And, I mean, it's not necessarily a bad thing, but it's just like that's all we know. So yeah. it's kind of hard not to be. Yeah, but, yeah. And then think about that from a parent's perspective. Yeah. Like, like a parent who's... Who was that, you know, child who grew up in foster care, mm-hmm. who always had child protective services in their life. Mm-hmm. And then now that they're a parent and they became a parent, not only like as a, like as a child who grew up in like that kind of rough environment, yeah. but now they're a parent at 16. Yeah. Like what? Think about the what that weight, person's going yeah. through. Like their brain at 16 is like going through another like growth spurt, basically. So they're going through their own like pruning process and their own. Yeah. What do I need? What do I don't need? How do I survive? Yeah. And so... Well, I'll give you a lot of kudos to that because that sounds like some hard work to do, especially having a little bit of experience with some children. That's like, man, I know how much work and exhaustion and energy it takes. Yeah, but the cool thing is I don't really... Like, I work with the kids, but I don't really... I work more, I feel like, with the parent. Mm, yeah. And so it is frustrating to, like... Work with parents who ask you They're for help. Grown ass adults, sort of like you shouldn't be doing this. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. like you're like you shouldn't be doing this, and it's kind of like a reflective sort of thing. Like, okay, we have a thing called reflective supervision in my job, oh, so I can go yes, to my manager yes. and like we kind of talk about like how's our week going, what challenges did we come yeah. up against, and I think that's really helpful for me because. Even though at that time that parent really frustrated me, like oh, it made you it made, made me so mad yeah. that they like told me that they were going to show up and they didn't they just weren't home even though they said they were going to be like it helps me think back like okay why would they have done that maybe they needed to go to the food bank and the food bank closed early or they had to 
go get food from the grocery store and they finally found a ride because their friend was free. So yeah. it helps me like think back, okay, there has to be a reason why yeah. this happened. And then I think that goes with parenting too. Like if parents were to just take a step back from their emotional state and look at their kids and say, okay, why are you having a meltdown? What's going on? Yeah. It would help them, you know, figure out why their kid's having a tantrum in the middle of the store. Yeah. Wow, which would that's, then that's, help yeah. the kid, you know, realize like oh hey yeah i'm upset right now this isn't appropriate to act this way because yeah. the parent is keeping their cool and they show their kids this is how you stay calm it's okay to be mad but it's not okay to act that way yeah but it all comes down to like the parent and it's all kind of like a like a cycle i guess like my supervisor reflects for me and then i do that for the parent and that gives the parents like they can realize that yeah. that's the hope that they would realize like oh hey i'm gonna do this with my child now yeah I don't know if they ever do. <laughs> well, you know, they probably, they, I, I, hopefully, I mean, if they're in that service, they, they try to, but that's actually really good because there's not a self-reflection going on, like, there's not a lot of that going on around. No, you know? there's not. There's and actually, that's awesome that you guys do that. I just learned that anthropologists, you know, once they go into these little tribal communities to do whatever ethnography they got to write, um, to exclude any biased, um options or ideas or thoughts from them mm -hmm. they they do this thing where it's they kind of ref have to self-reflect just like how you do it's like all right i'm exposed to this how to make me feel why to make me feel like this mm -hmm. oh it's because i was socially conditioned how it's only right to have well, one man one woman instead of having anything uh, polygamous mm -hmm. yeah. or anything like that so it's like it's, it, it reinforces to self-reflect and I think that's like totally healthy yeah that's definitely too. super healthy oh, I think yeah. everybody should do it yeah. and I think the challenge is learning how to do it on your own yeah like, yeah that's the hard part huh? yeah like that's asking yourself part. those own like those questions like okay what's going on here yeah because when you're frustrated and you're angry like think about how you feel like, yeah. you can't really logically think about no. things like you're just in the moment and you're upset and then you act on impulse yeah and you act on those emotions yeah so yeah, yeah. it's definitely difficult to yeah. find that like skill to self-reflect and when you're in the moment yeah and i definitely have trouble with that <laughs> especially like when i'm mad yeah no way. <laughs> I know, right? Just, I'm just like, I need a minute. Just <laughs> give me a minute here. I you just let it ramble through your brain. Just I could do so many things to just express this power. Really feel yeah, it. Yeah, you just want to like lash out. And a lot yeah. of times, it's like violently too. Yeah. But and you know what I've noticed is it's that's only to actually show them how hurt you are or how mad you are. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, or else you wouldn't be doing that. Well, think about it. Like, okay. So you didn't know how to express your anger when you were little. Mm -hmm. And so mm -hmm. your parent obviously spanked you. If they spanked you, they spanked you. When, yeah. you. when they got mad and frustrated. So you learned, maybe not consciously, maybe subconsciously, you learned yeah. it's okay to hit. Like, when I'm <laughs> mad, it's okay to hit people. Oh, yeah. I definitely so subconsciously get conditioned that in my brain. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's okay so to like, hit. So, like, when I get really mad, I get really violent. Yeah. So that's why I do a lot of kickboxing. And, yeah. I, and I do miss it because I definitely notice, like, a difference from when I kickbox and from when I don't. Like, yeah. my anger, like, like how much I want to punch something <laughs> when I get angry. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Definitely. Um, what was I going to that? <laughs> <laughs> Definitely uh, expressing anger. Yeah, expressing on anger and acting, on, and acting and on impulse. So, like, your parents teach you that, right? Yeah. Think about it. Like, your parents, when they got mad at you, what yeah. did they do? They spanked me. Exactly. That's what happened But, yeah. You. And so, that's, I think, so you learned we talked about this, spanking. You say, this, I think this is a good segue because 
You said you used to be like me, think that spanking's okay. I got spanked. I went out of line. I got spanked. It scared me. It hurt. did not like it. And it stopped. It yeah. worked for the most part. Of course, there's a big, fine line of spanking, disciplining in a way where it's appropriate to let them know, oh, yeah, that hurts. Don't spank to do this bad thing to misbehave. Mm-hmm. And then there's, of course, like, you know, beating the shit out of your kid. That's not okay. Right. And so. No, I definitely, there's definitely a fine line between there. And if you want to spank, you know, that's all for you. I just think yeah. there are other ways to discipline your child. Yeah. For example, if a kid is going to go touch a hot stove for the second time, yeah, mm-hmm. if maybe if you, you know, smack their hand a little bit, they'll learn, ouch, that hurt more than the burn yeah. hurt me last time, so <laughs> I'm not going to touch it. Yeah. But I'm pretty sure if they ended up touching that stove, they would not touch it again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's kind of like natural consequences sort yeah. of thing. And, like, I know not, like, not wanting to spank your kid is really hard for parents. It can get, like, really frustrating. Your kids can get on your nerves. You can just yeah. be like, don't talk to me right now. I don't want to see you. <laughs> and, like, imagine how that makes that parent feel. Like, yeah. this kid who they're supposed to love and give anything for, and they just want mm-hmm. him out of their life for a second. Yeah, yeah. Like, how... how <laughs> yeah, I heard something weird over there, too. Right? in the backyard. <laughs> maybe it's a cat. But, yeah, maybe, yeah. uh... Like, think about how that makes that parent feel then. Yeah. Which is what yeah. I have to do a lot of times. Like, okay, yeah, I know that this person is mad and angry and they want to hit and they want to spank and that makes sense. Yeah. And now, how does that make that parent feel? So we have to say, yeah, that sounds really frustrating and it sounds hard because it does. Yeah. Like, yeah, you might be mad at that parent for wanting to hit and spank their kid. Yeah. But ultimately, how does that make the parent feel? Because they're the ones Yeah, there's always a, a bigger reason behind that. And what I've noticed, just having uh, previous relationships, like... I've noticed myself, and I've noticed in others, where when you lash out, make a big dramatic scene, and you get mad, and um, uh, I, try, I don't want to narrow this down to girls, but like from my previous ex-relationships, I've noticed it's like they make a big, huge drama scene where they could have simply just told me something specific that they, they wanted to hear or they wanted instead of making a big whole ordeal about it, instead of just communicating, you know, right? Then they're like, oh, why don't you just tell me you wanted me to text you a heart face emoji or you know and I think because that would take out like the meaning like okay if someone were to say hey I want you to text me a heart face emoji yeah and you texted it to them it's like well it be defeats the purpose yeah it kind of defeats the purpose you should, you should want like, to do it naturally yeah like you should want to care for this <laughs> yeah. person and show them you love them with a heart face emoji naturally yeah. and if they have to tell you to do it it's like they're controlling your behavior which they also don't want to feel like so do you see that like with parents and kids it's like no I don't want you to do that that's why I definitely. Um, I feel a lot of times that like I, I don't know for sure if this is how the parents feel, but I feel like they just want their kids to shut up for a second, like just shut up for a minute. So when their kid is having a tantrum or whatever, Mm -hmm. instead of like letting them have their tantrum and after they calm down, like asking them like, "What did you want? What was that about?" Mm -hmm. They just give in to whatever they want immediately. Yeah. Like, oh, you're having a tantrum because you want to watch my ipad for like an hour yeah okay i'll let you watch my ipad and then they wonder the next day why is he having a tantrum mm-hmm. uh, yeah. because he knows that because he's supposed he's to get what he wants yeah he's supposed to shit out of the kids yeah yeah so and i definitely believe that you can spoil toddlers but i mean i don't think that you can spoil an infant because an infant is only ba- acting on natural instinct yeah so like when a baby cries guys so you got to <laughs> Pay attention to your baby crying. Yeah. <laughs> Talk about toddlers. Okay, now your babies. <laughs> Big difference. Yeah. Okay, so I always get confused. What's a toddler? 
A toddler is a baby who's usually around 18 months who can, like, walk. This goes infant, talk. toddler, and then... Preschool age. Preschool age. Preschool age. Okay. And then, so the crucial periods is from birth to five. Was it birth to toddler? Birth to five, yeah. yeah. Like, birth to toddler. Really, though, it's yeah. the first three months is what's going to make a huge difference in a child's life, if you think yeah. about it, because that's when the parent bonds with the baby. Yeah. Think about if the parent doesn't have a good bond with their baby. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. How's, how are they going to treat their baby after that? They probably turn into Eminem or uh, <laughs> <laughs> some little poor story that they got to rap about. Probably. Yeah. I mean, if the parent isn't attached to their baby, if their baby's sitting there crying, what's that baby going to think? Yeah. The yeah. world's not going to help them when mm-hmm. they need help. So... That's just what's always, always going to be ingrained in their little tiny brains. Yeah. It's crazy. 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 Oh, man. That makes you, that makes me want to self-reflect and see how I was. Right? Makes right. You, yeah. you were treated like as a baby. Mother, did you love me enough? <laughs> <laughs> this is why. This is why. No. Yeah, that's awesome. Good stuff. So, yeah, definitely. Like, my job has definitely made me, like, self-reflect and, like, made me kind of, like, I guess, realize, like, why I'm so violent when I get angry. Mm-hmm. And made me kind of figure out ways to get around that like okay i can, i now admit like okay i get violent when i'm angry but what can i do instead mm-hmm. so now i do kickboxing instead of just getting mad and wanting to punch something <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so yeah. that definitely helps meditation sometimes helps Meditation's hard but i have noticed that you just or haven't noticed i just became aware that there's different ways of meditating it's not mm-hmm. always assume a p- the position you're trying to think about nothing that's probably like that's impossible the most defaults yeah. but the most difficult some people are i guess that's passive aggressive or passive meditation and then there's a um active meditation where you could do like tai chi or yoga mm-hmm. and i like i like those I think I should like definitely, yeah i think i think you should definitely get it more than that yeah but, but isn't it like i've noticed because I love working out, run, and I've noticed it's more mental than anything, you know? Yeah, there's Once definitely, you, like, mental stuff that you can do to help you. Yeah, yeah. I guess sort through your day yeah. would be the best way to put it. Yeah. Like, uh, To me, I think, like, working out, I want to change. I like to say conditioning, physical conditioning. Like, oh, it sounds different once you use different words when they say when you hear working out you know how some people are like ah, i don't want to do that it's like more work for me to do after i'm getting off of work yeah but it was like a part of your life and you see it as like i see it as like a relationship to your body it's just like our in our time you get to clear your mind think about nothing or think about yeah something to just you know fuel out in your brain it's just uh yeah, so something definitely I can good. definitely see that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. That's. I feel like that's the same way with like yoga. I don't really do yoga that often though. But when I yeah. do it, like I can definitely see the benefits of it. Yeah. But uh, like me with kickboxing, I like kickboxing because it helps me get out a lot of anger yeah. and, and you like kick stress. The shit out of those fucking yeah. bags. Yeah. yeah, it's definitely. Yeah. Like a. What's the word I'm looking for here? Stress reliever. Yeah, stress reliever. Yeah, that's the word. Oh <laughs> like, yeah. Distressor. No. Distressor. Distressing my mind. Yeah, but I think yeah. like that, I and mean, a lot of people don't realize the importance of that. Maybe it's not working out. Maybe it's like uh, cooking, yeah, or oh, sewing, yeah, yeah, or right. something. Just like something where you can take your mind off of things, journaling, like just something so you can get out of the now. Yeah, and I think a lot of people, particularly like parents, might feel like guilty doing that. Like, oh, I'm taking time for myself. Yeah. And that's bad like i shouldn't want to do that oh man parents feel that yeah like they think like they should spend every minute with their child i mean i can see why they believe that and feel that way but if you don't take time for yourself how can you give any of yourself to anyone else yeah so 
that's my thoughts on about like self care. I think it's super important, and it's not just like oh well, I care for myself. So yeah, I'm go shopping. Or <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> and it's that's my just nails. Being selfish. Yeah. Like not like that. Like self care. Like well being. Care of your body. Yeah. And your mind. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. Doing something to like rejuvenate yourself, whether so, it's I don't know, working yeah. out or cooking or. So I think we uh, we jumped right in uh, right off the back, but uh, what was it that you said you did again? You're a social worker. I'm a family support specialist, which family is basically like a social worker. Doing a lot of social work with some families. And yeah. So what I do, so that's <laughs> we kind of know what you do, that's but a bit of my job yeah. now. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. I yeah. really like it. Cool stuff. It's kind of like we kind of family support specialist kind of try to recondition parents' brains a little bit, like. Yeah. I understand you feel this way, and it sounds difficult, so how can we help you help yourself think differently? I mean, that's awesome. I love it. I'm a firm believer that there needs to be psychological cleansing in a lot of people where they they need to be aware of, I mean, a lot of stuff, but I think it's just, you know, learning, you know? It's just kind of learning by yourself, learning new words, as small as that, that could change your life, you know? Yeah. uh, so yeah, but I think a lot of people aren't ready for that. Aren't ready to self-reflect. Yeah. And aren't ready to realize who they really are, and then make the change to become who they want to be. Yeah. And I don't think a lot of people. Why are is that? that? People are so lazy. Like they just don't want to. They stay in their comfort zone, and I don't like it. We got to get them out of their comfort zone. Yeah. Well, what are you gonna do? Well, you're doing. <laughs> you're definitely doing it. You're doing something. <laughs> I'm trying to. I guess. See, at my job, like I don't. It's so hard. Like, if you want to see change, it's, yeah. it's probably not going to happen. So I think of it as, like, planting the seed. So, like, I go and I tell this mom, mm-hmm. like, all right, you got to set limits for your kid. Setting limits is good for your kid. Mm-hmm. She's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And every time I go, she has the same complaint, mm-hmm. same thing. And then one day I went and she's like, yeah, so I told my kid, like, you can either do this or this. So she gave him choices. Mm-hmm. And she's like, and that worked. And I was like, <laughs> she had a breakthrough? Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Where did you hear that? And she's like, oh, I read it on some article. And I'm like, I've been telling you to do that for like <laughs> six months. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, oh, no. Yeah. I've definitely been there. So it's like I plant the seed. So that way I know like when they actually do it, like, yeah, I know they did it because I was there to like planting that seed there. We'll just let it, we'll just let it let simmer it, there. Let it, uh, let get it some soil, let, yeah. it, let it ferment a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. That's definitely good. So that's always good. But that happens like once every six months, if even that. Yeah. So you definitely can't think of it like, like as a social worker, you can't think of it like, okay, I'm going to help these families and they're all going to change because I'm going to be in their life Yeah. because it's not going to happen. Like, no. That's probably like the, the first assumption. Yeah, and I feel like a lot of people think that at my yeah, job, which is I, I totally probably why a lot of people get burnt out because they mm. don't see a change within the first six months. Mm, yeah. And they're probably just like, oh, I'm so tired of these people. They don't change. They don't want help. They say they do, but they don't. And I think that's why a lot of social workers get burnt out. Yeah. Where I'm kind of like, all right, well, I'm just going to plant this seed and I'm basically just going to be your ear to listen. Like, I'll yeah. be your ear and I'll listen to you. Well, I'll give you kudos. That's that's kudos to you. That's a lot of work. I know. It can be frustrating, though. If, if kids are frustrating, I bet the parents are just even more. But but it feels yeah. good, though, knowing, like, all right, because I've worked with kids, too. Yeah? Like, you know, I worked at Boys and Girls Club doing the after-school thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and knowing that, like, no matter what I do with this kid over the summertime, at the end of the day, they're going to go back home to their parents. And yeah. Experience the same things. 
So it's like knowing that I'm working with the parent rather than the kid and knowing mm. that I'm giving the parent the skills. Going straight to the source, huh? Yeah. yeah. It kind of like makes me feel better about my job. I yeah. guess like, all right, it makes a difference. Yeah. It's okay. Oh, yeah. I'm sure there's a big difference. Yeah. So that's why I don't, I don't, I'm not getting like as burnt out as a lot of people would by this point That's why I kind of thought of this uh, this podcast, Practice Perspective Podcast, because that's happened to me so many times where I think someone's planted a seed and I didn't get it. I didn't get it. I can't think of a a good um, example right now, but like I remember, okay, my previous English teacher, I, I hated English, didn't like it. It was just writing, but... This teacher helped me see in a different way, like from mm-hmm. his perspective. So that's like, oh man, like I could tell this guy had a passion. He didn't see it as just writing. He didn't see it as grammar, as just like, oh, being correct. It was more along the lines of like, he saw beauty in it. It's playing with words. It's like he could write so many things normally to say it normally, or he could be, you know, be a creative Picasso with there's a, a just playing with words and your the words are your paintbrush and yeah. you're just painting a beautiful picture and so like just seeing his passion in it was like awesome it rubbed off on me it was like oh man you're getting me excited to write you know play with my words and have fun with it you know yeah and so i mean that was just an example for english but there's so many things where if you find someone that has a passion for something they help you see it in your ways a lot more easier to learn that way than to just get bombarded and bombarded and just, I mean, it takes practice. You're not going to always get a person to see from your perspective because you know how they like to say narrow-minded. Yeah. Only in their perspective, only their point of view, stubborn. I mean, I get that, but it doesn't really help you grow and prosper. Yeah, that's true. So. I think definitely, like, seeing other people's perspective is important in growing in life and becoming who you want to become. Yeah. Because if you don't know what's out there... Like, if you don't explore a bunch of other things, how do you know mm-hmm. what you do want? Yeah, yeah. Like, you don't know what you want until you know you don't want it. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And, you, of course, you got to be, you have to be exposed to all the options, not yeah. just, like, one or two to and figure so, things out. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And, like, like for example, I saw this, like, egg bread that this Korean lady made on YouTube. Egg bread? Yeah. It's, like, <laughs> this bread, and it has egg inside of it with cheese. And I was like... That sounds oh, delicious. Right? That's what I thought. Um... Paul really liked it, but I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, so I made it because she had the recipe on there and it looked really good. And I thought that's what I wanted. I'm like, yeah, yeah this, this sounds it's more the delicious. idea. And then I ate it and. Totally didn't hit. Yeah. I was like, no, because it was like a sweet bread with like an egg inside of it. No, oh, okay. It's like those McGriddles kind of like oh, sweet okay. with like yeah. the egg and some like stuff inside. And yeah. I was just like not digging on it. And I was like, man. This is not what I wanted. <laughs> but I but I wouldn't have known that had I not tasted it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So it's kind of like that for me, I think. Yeah. Like seeing other people's perspective. Like, okay, let me try that a little bit. No, it's not for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's one thing of having an idea and just having an idea about it. I've, yeah. But once you actually experience it, actually taste it yourself, that's when you actually get to know. Like, all right. This is what you want. Yeah. This is, what I, this is not what I want. Oh, yeah. 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 It's kind of, kind of good stuff to talk about. Good, good things. All right. So I guess this is a good segue for. Um, what's that other segue? I don't know. I don't have any other segues. Yeah. Where are we at? I don't know. I don't know how to Check read this. <laughs> I have no idea what that time even is either. But um, I know there was something else I wanted to bring up, but um, I think we cover good grounds. So, 
your podcast. I'm very much looking forward to it. You're you're talking to parents themselves. Yeah. So because I'm not a parent, getting their perspective on things. Yeah. So I want to present like researched information that is evidence based and everything, and um, present it to parents. And see what their perspective is on a basis. Kind of like what you're doing, but mm-hmm. more specifically with like parenting parenting and child development. Child. So very more specific. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for here? Specific. Category? Source? Category. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. More specific <laughs> category there. Yeah. But yeah, I want to talk to parents and I really want to get like at least two people, like two parents, like one that has a similar perspective as the research that's being presented and, and maybe one that has a completely different one. Yeah. Because everybody parents differently and that's okay. Like I'm like, oh yeah. And I mean, not only differently isn't bad, not only parents, but like just being the, the father and the mother, they're both different perspectives right there of how they think. I'm sure they argue all the time of how they think they should raise a child and yeah. And, um, oh yeah. So like, I would like to do like mother, father. For some, a lot, I know a lot of like dads are busy a lot of times, and they yeah. say they can't have time or, or they whatever. They just skedaddle. They're just not yeah, and they're just not there, and they're not as involved as typical fathers. Huh? We would like them to be. <laughs> no, which no. is crazy. Being like even well, like even in our program, like we encourage dads to be a part of it and participate in the activities, but few ever do. You know, I've I've realized like fathers actually play more important, not more important, but like it's a very huge. It's a huge role. Like, role. dads should be yeah, there. Yeah, dads should they, definitely be there. Yeah. yeah. Not even for, like, a, a young girl, but, like, even for the son. It's, mm-hmm. like, both, like... Like, dads are really important in a kid's yeah. life. And, and they're, they're, I don't think... I think a lot of times dads don't see that. Like, they no. think, like, all right, mom's the main caregiver, yeah. and that's that. But dads play a huge role yeah. in a parent's life. I do have, like, this one mom who's so awesome. Dad's not involved, but, like... You know how, like, dads are usually more rambunctious with their kids Mm -hmm. and, like, like that rough play? Yeah, yeah. Like, to play around with their kids a lot more than mom Mm -hmm. does. This mom is, like, really good about, like, being that role, but also being, like, the I'm the serious parent right now. Yeah. Like, the really serious caregiver type parent. Feeling both roles, huh? Yeah, and it's crazy how she can transition into both roles like that. I just think that's really awesome. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, that's... Yeah, definitely Major kudos because that's... Probably very exhausting to yeah, do. Yeah, I'm sure. But yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Dads are super important. Dads, you, you hear their. Which is why. Be involved with your children, fathers. <laughs> <laughs> Which is why I really want to get dads in the podcast, too. Yeah. Like, a lot of people ask me, like, when I tell them about my podcast, they're like, oh, well, is it just for moms? And I'm like, no, it's for dads, too. Yeah. Like, I know a lot of moms have come to me and, like, asked to be on my podcast. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. But, um,. I haven't had any dad, like, ask me to be on my podcast. Yeah. But when I ask them, like, they're pretty open to yeah. it. Like, oh, yeah, I guess, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm interested to see the, the dad's perspective and what they got to say about parenting. Yeah, me too, because I don't really get to hear that at yeah. my job. A lot, of times, uh, yeah. a lot of times dad thinks, like, they're like, oh, well, this is the mom's program and this is for the baby and mom. But yeah. I'm just kind of like in the background. Yeah, yeah. So when I go and the dad's actually there, I'm like, hey, come come to this activity with us. Yeah. So I try to involve them as much as I can, but they're really not ever there for and of, the visit. Of course, there's probably, there's, of course, there's dads out there that are filling both roles, also playing the mother and they're very involved with the children and probably yeah. more than happy. But of course, we could, I don't know, I'm going to assume, not even assume, but there's... It's not a status quo, but there's definitely a lack in that. You know, that's definitely not there in on the main stage of yeah, being no. seen yeah. out there in the world. Because 
um, I don't know. I think it's just Maybe back in the social. Into, yeah, that yeah. plays into like the whole social like uh, social conditioning you're talking about. Social yeah. conditioning. Like dads are told you bring in the money and you have your job and yeah. your mom stays home with the kids. Yeah. And so I know like some dads feel bad if they're staying home with a kid and the mom's working. Yeah. So it's all comes back to that like social conditioning sort of thing. So. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Definitely like breaking free from that and having dads realize like it's okay for you to stay home if you want to stay home with your kids and have your wife work or the mom work. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So I can't wait to hear those dads on your podcast. Yeah, I'm excited. I you hope they step up do to it. the plate and yeah. do it. Yeah. Hopefully they hear this and uh, reach out. Yeah. But I'm excited about my podcast. I haven't recorded one yet, but um, I'm hoping to yeah, soon. Yeah, it's brewing. It's cooking. Yeah, it's cooking. It took a while for me to set up this podcast, get people to interview, um, set up a website to see how, like, you, how, what the theme is to be and all the background stuff you got to do for the yeah. podcast but anyways i guess uh where can uh these people reach you if they want to reach you to uh well for right now you can reach me on the potato couches channel or page on facebook so that's potato couches potato couches yeah and for now you can just address it to laura because i don't have an alias yet but i need to think <laughs> of one because yeah. you know with my with my job and everything i definitely think i need to some sort of name. out there. Something. I think it should be Ninar. N E N A R. No. Just Ninar. No one can say that. Why? I'm never going to be able to say that. <laughs> you know how people say Nena? It's disappointing. <laughs> it's like, well, why? Like, why? Just stop. Just stop. All right. Well, thank you for um, being involved with this Practice Perspective oh, podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You gave us a whole lot of information and a lot of, a lot of insight oh, on well, parenting. Well, thank you. Very much appreciate that. And um, so this is brought to you by Potato Couches. You guys should listen to them on iTunes. Awesome. I've chimed in and uh, did some episodes with those guys because they're awesome. So, all right. Thanks for uh, chiming in.